You're listening to the Own the Build podcast, where each week, Liam Curley and Paul Hemming from C-Link discuss how small and medium-sized developers can level up their business through smart construction management. Okay, and Paolo, we are back again, part two, in what circumstances is construction management not suitable for a developer? Well, we are, and it's been a uh, it's been a tough week away, hasn't it, uh, for the listeners waiting to hear criteria four, five, and six. But before we jump into that, <laughs> you know what I'm going to say, Liam? Is that a nice yeah. new shirt that you're wearing there, mate? Yeah. Have you, have, have you taken my advice? Have I gotten into your head? No, and I knew you'd raise this, so. Um, I've not changed my approach to life or this podcast. I will still be wearing the same shirt, the same thing each week to reduce um, decision fatigue. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, but you know, I did. You did make a point. You know, I was wearing a, a plain uh, Nike t-shirt, black t-shirt, and I thought. Well, if I'm going to wear the same thing every week, why not raise the bar? Wear a shirt. It, 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 I mean, it makes great sense, and I'm just glad that I had yeah. such an impact on you uh, and, and your you fashion choices. You didn't have a great impact. But I clearly you. have, haven't No, I knew you. I, I, it was a difficult decision to make because I knew that you'd be... Yeah, I knew that I could picture the smug look on your face that was... Um, if you're listening to this on, 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 uh, on the podcast... You, uh, you're, you know, lucky you because I have to look at Paul right now, and he's going to live off this for a long time. <laughs> it's one, but it's one nil to Paul. It's one nil to Paul. Sometimes sure. you've got to, sometimes you've got to make decisions that um, you've got to make sensible no, fashion decisions based on intel- intelligent advice, and that's what you've, you've chosen to do. And I admire you for that, Liam. You, you can't always get what you want. But uh, if you try sometimes, you, you, you might just get what you need. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I'm going to accept it. Well, you either know it or you don't, mate. It's fine, a song. Fine. Well, I might have got that lyric a bit wrong, but, you know. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. <laughs> let's move on to the juicy stuff. <laughs> Criteria four. So we were talking last episode uh, in what circumstances is construction management not suitable for a developer? Mm-hmm. And you've got six criteria that each developer should um, review and and make a call on on um, on that criteria and what the answer is for them. Right. Mm-hmm. So we're up to criteria four, which is: Does the developer want early completion? Over to you. Okay, so um, we were talking about six criteria for for every developer to consider um, before the start of their project. And so, yeah, one of the important ones, criteria four, does the developer want early completion? Um, That might sound um, like there's an obvious answer to that because everyone wants to finish the project as quickly as possible. But um, if your funding is particularly uh, expensive, if... The market is potentially uh, fluctuating the housing market and you want to be able to get out at a certain date because that's going to guarantee you being in a certain market. Um, 
that generally um, would stimulate the thought that I want to have early completion. There's lots of things that could mean that you want to have early completion. And um, the construction process is uh, pretty linear, isn't it? Uh, so it's hard to uh, speed it up because you have design, you have a tender, you then have a construction process. One follows the other. Um, and so expediting it can be um, challenging because they the, the phases generally follow one, one from the other. And with the traditional uh, main contract approach, they absolutely do follow on one, one from the other. So um, you have the design completed by the architect. You then have a competitive tender process, which you complete. Subsequent to that, you start the construction and everything commences. Um, if the developer wants um, early completion, if that's one of the things that they're focused on, perhaps the traditional isn't always the uh, quickest way to get there. Um, other routes are more uh, quicker. Uh, you're going to guess which one I'm going to say is is the quickest, and it will be uh, construction management. And I'm not sure this uh, the, t- the topic to this episode is going as I thought it would. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I mean, um, where I, I think where you want early completion, um, construction management is, is is the best route. If you if that isn't the focus, so I think actually, if you take a step back. Maybe criteria four, we've got, does the developer want early completion? But perhaps we could reword that because everyone wants early completion, presumably. No one's going to want late completion, but it's more a question of how critical is early completion to you? And if, and um, it's um, deciding on. you know, early completion over a more hands-off approach, if you like. Yeah, I think that's right, yeah. So everyone wants early completion, but where are you ranking it as your need in terms of the other criteria that we've already discussed about? So um, where I think really the answer here is just to understand the the linear nature of uh, how construction goes. So design, tender, construction is the traditional route where you have the construction management route you have again design tender and construction but you're actually staggering it so you will let so for instance you will design the groundworks tender the groundworks and start constructing the groundworks and then separately you will design the frame tender the frame and build the frame all of them staggered one one against the other so you're actually uh drawing down a lot of the space at the front end and actually speeding the whole process through. So um, where uh, early completion isn't your absolute focus, perhaps construction management isn't the best solution because um, that's where uh, you will, you, what you're generating by doing a little bit more work is earlier completion through construction management. So does that answer the question in a better way? Yeah. No, no, it wasn't you answering it in a... In a, in a, in a in a better way or not a better way. I, th- I just think um, if you change, does the developer want early completions is probably a given. But we've covered that. I think you've covered it. It's not. It's not. It's not a question of whether you want it. It's a question of how important. How high do you exactly? And I think yeah, that's kind of how hard do you rank it? That's that's kind of what I want to uh, get to at the end. At the end of this uh, whole discussion is that it isn't. Do you want this or do you want that? It's that these are the six criteria. Where do you rank them? 
and that then dictates which one is best suited uh, and we'll kind of get to that towards the end of this once we've gone through all the other fascinating yeah. criteria okay let's move on so criteria five does the developer want certainty on price yeah okay so this one is uh quite an important one for a lot of sme developers because um a lot of them do want certainty on price um because a, a lot of the certainty on price at development appraisal stage allows them to then get the funding that is necessary to even kickstart the project. Um, <clears throat> what um, certainty on price doesn't necessarily give you is best value for money or most economical solution, but it does, in a lot of cases, uh, make it easier for you to get the funding, I imagine. So if you say... <clears throat> I, I need to know that the build is £1 million, fixed price lump sum. Uh, the traditional main contractor approach, even the design and build approach, are really, really uh, good for that. Construction management, less so. Construction management, although we'll talk about, or we have talked about, the fact that you're going to get it, uh, you're going to build for less with construction management, it is very difficult to understand what you're going to build at on day one, because as the nature of it being linear you're first procuring the groundwork then you're procuring the, procuring the concrete etc etc so you're only actually um closing out contracts uh as you progress through things not at the very outset doesn't mean you get it cheaper but um certainty on price is important to a lot of developers who are um looking for funding at an early stage and uh where you are looking for certainty on price um there is a pretty good argument to say that uh, traditional construction, uh, procurement, main contracting, design and build, maybe is the better solution. I would say that's the first of the criteria where there is a clear alter alternative, where there's a clear divide where um, construction management is clearly not the best option, where it, um, some people are going to want price certainty and some people, it doesn't matter. And if you want price certainty, construction management isn't your... If, if price certainty is critical to you, construction management isn't going to get you that. Construction management, when done well, is um, potentially going to um, increase your profit margins, but you're not going to get the fixed uh, lump sum uh, agreement with a that, main that, contractor yeah and that's that's that I, I think you're absolutely right and i think that this is where uh for many developers is it, this is the barrier because um once you have done construction management once once you understand the process and once you actually have tangible numbers to work with i.e okay it's not 160 pounds a square foot it's 155 pounds a square foot for example um and i've proven it on that project and i'm going to replicate it with a very similar build on this project um so you can get the certainty on the price for construction management on the budget um with construction management once you've started to roll out a few but the, the reality is i think as a, it's chicken and egg which one comes first a little bit for developers because um the status quo of can uh can you give me the the certainty on the construction costs is much easier uh for sure with a main contract I wanted to take a quick break from the show to share a message from our sponsor, C-Link. 
Sinica software designed to streamline the process of subcontract procurement. It's a platform that helps SME developers and main contractors stay agile whilst replicating the commercial scale and savvy of large contractors. If you want to save a guaranteed minimum 5% against budget construction costs on your next project, head to www.get.c-link.com slash podcast to find out more. If you're driving or working out right now and didn't catch that URL, don't sweat it. We've included the link in the description box for this episode. Now let's get back to the show. Okay, so that brings us on to criteria six. Does the developer want maximum price competition and best value for money? Yeah, so this is um, exactly where uh, criteria number six competes directly with criteria number five. So um, if you're going to get um, in, the, in, the, in the fifth criteria, uh, cost certainty at the start, you're not going to get maximum uh value for money you're not going to get the maximum price competition because you get the maximum price competition through construction management through tendering each component through extracting out the um principal contractor um that's that is how you get it that's not to say that you can't get price competition um and decent value from main contracting because obviously you're going to do a competitive tender but you are paying too much as we've already talked about a lot with manufacturer, there's a lot of waste there. So, um, well, not necessarily too much, but you're paying for management and profit. You're paying too much, in my opinion. Well, you're paying you're you're paying more. So, I'll jump devil's advocate. I'll jump on the other side. You're paying. Um, I don't think you're paying too much. You're paying for an expert company, expert in this field to manage the project on your behalf and therefore they're running a business they need to make a profit otherwise why are they in business so it makes sense that it's going to be it's going to be uh, a lower cost without them involved um but it's not that you're paying them too much you're paying them management fees well you are you are paying them too much if you're uh, unable to be competitive at appraisal stage because your construction costs are too high versus the person, the developer around the corner who isn't doing it that way and is competitive and is getting all the, all the deals through that you, you want to get through. So uh, yes, uh, I've worked in, in a contracting background in my uh, career. So uh, yes, again, main contractors aren't, um, you're paying for a service. They're good at doing what they do. They can manage the risk, but um, it's not a question of paying them too much. You're paying, you're, you are introducing introducing a cost into the procurement process that some of your competitors don't have. Correct, yeah. But I don't think it's a case of... It, it completely depends on the main contractor that you're dealing with, whether you are paying them too much. Yeah, of course. I mean, when I say you're paying too much, I mean, um, I don't think you should be paying... Uh, <laughs> again I've banged on about this for some time but I don't think you should be paying their profit I think you should be taking that back and managing that risk yourself and I think you should be you should be 
paying for their management as your own management, as opposed to paying their management to manage their business. You can use it to manage your project much more effectively. Um, and that's kind of why I've, I've probably uh, over, oversimplified by saying, oh, I think you're paying too much by paying for a main credit. That's not to say that they are taking the mickey. I think far from it, but um, I still think it's, a, it's, it's, it's not the right way to be doing it. If going back to criteria six, you want best value for money and maximum price competition, you just can't get it uh, with the main contracting room. It's just a fact. Yeah, of course. I, I understand that. Okay, so we've gone through the six criteria and you mentioned previously that, um, well, that actually, let's ask this question. So we've got the six criteria. Mm-hmm. What should an SME developer now do with this criteria? Yeah, well, I think uh, that is the uh, the takeaway really from this, isn't it? And um, we talk about what an SME developer is kind of without giving it uh, definition. I know we've spoken about it offline. We speak about it, th- this term SME developer quite a lot. So uh, when it comes to like an SME developer, what is an SME developer? So I, th- I think it's important to try and clarify that to then try and clarify what we think they want. So yeah. the, the SME developer being um, a company with probably, well, less than 10 employees, um, kind of typically maybe... Uh, less than 20 um, but they're, they're, they're a small business um, and the projects that they are focusing on are projects that are generally uh, below nine units um, section 106 um, uh, requirements so they're either one to nine units or they're in the 10 to 50 10 to 100 units maximum we're talking about residential properties here as well um, so you're not talking about uh building skyscrapers you're not talking about big housing developers we're talking about people building uh, projects that have a construction value of probably sub 10 million typically or sub 20 million well i mean those obviously um sme is small and medium enterprise so you you you're not talking skyscrapers but within that bracket you could be getting bigger than that that would be the small section of sme whereas medium you could be looking at a fifteen million pound. Well, um, they, so so, but, my- but but you're but what you're saying is SME developers, and for the purpose of this conversation, you're focusing on the small side of that. Well, not not. I mean, so the the definition uh, the UK government give is micro company is less than ten, small company is less than fifty employees, medium company less than two hundred fifty employees. So almost all, I think it's like ninety nine percent of developers in the UK are SME developers. Just okay. In terms of the the strict definition, but I understand. So what we're talking about is Paul Hemmings' um, interpretation of what what you're going to def- what you are defining as an SME developer is a company that is typically building uh, uh, projects with nine residential units or less. 10 employees or less? I would say that my my uh, SME developer um, definition is more about the SME development. So I would say that the typical development is uh, probably one to nine units is pretty common because you've got the section 106 restriction when you go above nine units. 
Um, but also anywhere between 10 and 100 units, I would still classify that as SME. Where you go above 100 units, you're generally getting into the bracket where um, the ability to cash flow that needs to be with a larger organization, i.e. house builders, etc. But I would generally say anywhere from 1 to 30 units is what I would t- call your typical SME developer. And my hypothesis is that for those uh, developers... Um, of the six criteria, the, the ones that are critical really are that um, you do want to have um, control over the design and you want to have flexibility over the design. I think we talked about that in last week's episode where um, being able to be uh, nimble and react to market conditions is actually pretty important considering you're selling a, a small amount of products. Um, I think that's really important to SME developer and they would want to retain some control over the design. Um, The developer, in my opinion, at that level, does want to build as quickly as possible. I say that because um, funding is often expensive. Um, The market is quite volatile and changing in terms of housing uh, and having certainty on construction, having the leanest and quickest way to deliver the houses sell the houses and extract your profit and move on to the next project is really really important you don't want to be having a project where um you're not actually extracting the profit a lot of the profit is once is realized once you sell the the latter uh, units so i think that is really important um and i also believe that um the developer definitely is seeking certainty on price uh, for the for lending as we discussed um but my opinion is that um, maximum price competition and m- m- reducing the construction costs as much as possible should be at the utmost of the utmost importance to a developer. This is a really competitive market. Uh, vendors don't seem to be budging in terms of uh, land prices. That's all I hear from our clients. Um, and so often people, often developers are missing out on opportunities because they're out in the hundreds of thousands on construction costs versus the developer down the road, and for me, therefore, you haven't got a you you haven't got a development business if you're not developing. So, uh, maximum price competition in construction really good place to go, and it's a in, important place to focus. Yeah. So the way I um, hear what you're saying is that you've got the six criteria, and I think five of them, or at least four of them, they are questions of, um, they're kind of subjective with regards to, do you want involvement in in construction? Or rather, not whether you want involvement in construction, but how much involvement do you want? Okay. Yeah. Um, So if you really, if you want less traditional, it's, it's, it's going to give you less. Yeah. But then you move on to, does the developer want to alter the design? If they do, construction management is better. The ability, at the level the level of, of design. Um, does the developer want early completion? Of course they want early completion. How important is that to you? So you're, you're taking that, and then you're also taking into account, does the developer want maximum price competition and best value? which again is a positive for construction management and you're taking those and then on the other side you're taking price certainty so the biggest the big question is how critical is price certainty for you because 
in going with price certainty, you're sacrificing all of those other things. And that's and that is simply put without uh, and, and that is an oversimplification, but that is the decision, isn't it? Yeah, to some extent. I mean, all, all of the criteria, as you correctly say, it probably isn't right to say, do you want early completion? Yes, I want early completion. Everyone wants early completion. When, when I'm talking about, at the outset of a project, analysing those six criteria, it's thinking about which ones are important to you at that specific project at that specific time. You might have... Um, funding lined up where you don't need price certainty you, you might know that you absolutely do so um it varies project to project and that's why i would never say as i said before i would never say don't ever do uh main contracting don't ever do design and build don't ever do construction management they all have their place at different times i think um that early completion and getting best value for money is really critical to sme developers right now and therefore if you can jump that hurdle of price certainty, and that's perhaps something for us to talk about in uh, in the coming weeks, um, then yeah, construction management really does work. If you can't jump, if you do need that price certainty, going back to your original question, Liam, I'm going to answer it here. Where is construction management not suitable? Construction management is not suitable on projects where you want certainty on price at the very start of the project because you won't get that with construction management. I think that's a great point that you make at the end as well, though. Unless you're a, a small developer where you are, you have one project a year, this doesn't have to be a case of one or the other for your business, one route or the other for your business. We've got um, ceiling clients that we work with who use construction management on some projects and traditional on others because one is more suited to one project than another. So it can be, if you have enough projects, it can be you make decision on a project-by-project project basis. Mm -hmm. No, no, and it should be every project should have its own. You should analyse these criteria in your mind and say, okay, this project I'm going to construction manage or this project I'm going to D&B it for these reasons. But that's the whole point of asking yourselves these six questions is if you don't, which a lot of people don't. You're just blindly walking into, oh, I'm doing DMB again. Why am I doing DMB again? Just is, that, that's the point I'm trying to make. And uh, yeah, I think I've uh, I've going back to the trademark in these six critical criteria. I think I've, I, I should do it. <laughs> right. Well, I've got bad news, you, Paul. I'm going to have to stop you there and say that is enough on construction management for one day. Yeah, we're done. We're done. Yeah. Until next until next week. Cheers, mate. Take it easy. Catch you later. Looking forward to the next shirt next week. <laughs> no way. Putting out the bait. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. See you, mate.